Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And all I can say is tag Aaron, you are it. So Julia has so graciously handed me the baton of COVID. Yes. No. Well, I didn't. It did not her, come from her. I did not give her COVID to be very clear. But we both went to bachelorette parties where we both got COVID. So I and we're the were, only ones. And the only ones it. on the bachelorette trips that got COVID. So I, there's something there. I don't know. Aaron and I are aligned, but I also (laughs) think bachelorette parties are like the source of most disease. Like, you know, you just put a bunch of drunk people all together going to all sorts of different places and then then spreading out among, and then spreading out among the country. It's like, you know, it's just true. And I was like, super when I was talking to my like boss, when I I was like, I'm sick. She also is not, she has not had COVID and this is the first time I've had it. And everyone's like, really? And I was like, I have been like, so I played it on the super safe side. I was the crazy that was like, uh, I wore my mask. I wiped everything down. Even now, like I still wear my mask except that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Except for this. I'm like, why did I not wear my mask in that bar? Like I could have, it wasn't like, but I just, I literally only one and I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of convinced it wouldn't have mattered. Honestly. I, you're probably right. Actually, you're right. Because if it had come from someone I was sharing a room with, it wouldn't have, unless I slept with a mask on, like there's no way to know. And I was in Texas and I, you know, nobody's wearing a mask and like, yeah, really I, it just both. is what it is, and honestly, yeah. it's. I thank God I'm. We're blessed in that we both. <clears throat> yeah, it's. It didn't feel. It was not fun. We both felt crummy. Yeah. And it took a, you know, took me away from my work for like a week and a half. But it, it wasn't like the end of the world, and I yeah. now I'm like feel immune. <laughs> Although I should yeah, think I think enough. I don't want to let my I don't want to let my guard down too much because I. I think I probably could still get, like, other illnesses yeah. and things. You, you know, can. So. I know, like, my brother had it two to three times. Mm-hmm. So there are people that get... Because there's just different variants of it. And I think they mm-hmm. you just catch different ones. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful that, you know... Yes, I still feel kind of like garbage. Um, I'm on day, like, seven or eight. I'll be at day ten in a few on Friday. I also just, like, hate being sick when it's warm out. Like, I don't know what it is about that, but it's just, like, extra gross. I, 100%, I felt the same way, and it was, like, 100, it was, like, last week was so hot, and I just also, over the weekend, I, like, wanted to be outside. I did, that actually was probably one of the best things I did do, was Saturday, when I felt like garbage, I was like, I just needed air. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. It was too hot for me to open any windows. Right. That's what it was, and so I was getting so, like, stuffy and claustrophobic and, like, I was, like, spraying, like, air aerosol, like, some sort of, like, antibacterial mm-hmm. air spray. Um, yeah, I couldn't, yes. I couldn't wait to, like, it's so funny, because, like, when I, we are not people who go out to eat all that often. Mm-hmm. Kirk and I both cook a lot, and yeah. we just, you know, we're, I don't know, we like to, we're to eat occasionally, way. but uh, I was, like, dying to go out to a restaurant or just get out of out. the house, like, yep. After having COVID, I was like, because as soon as you told me, like, I have to stay in, it was the same thing. Oh, excuse me. The same so thing true, with, though. like, quarantine. I was like, oh, my God, all I want to do is go to a restaurant. All I want to do is go to the movie. You know, I just, like, wanted yeah. freedom. And so the, the second you tell me I can't do something, I'm 
that was like me yesterday like i work from home i don't i before i like never leave and i was like i just really really want to go to home depot i'm like i have no reason to go to home depot i did go to home depot when i had covid because i I needed to get i I was like i am getting plants and like (laughs) i need to i need to like spruce (laughs) up my space this is a tail end guys so like at at this point i doubt i was contagious but i was like i am going i don't care maybe it's like a natural like train of thought because that's exactly where I was I was just kind of like sitting outside I'm like I just need something to do yeah but something that like doesn't like I started to paint I like prepped canvases I think I did Um, the same thing I couldn't bring myself to actually like do something with painting but I was just like I can kind of (laughs) I see I started and I was like then I was like I can't go any further yeah (laughs) and that was I also got um embroidery like an embroidery kit Nice. Did I do it? No. No, but you're hopeful. <laughs> but I got it. This is t- yeah, typical. It's like, I'm going to be productive while I'm sick. You know? I, seriously, that's like, I always feel like, and that's kind of what before we hopped on, Julia was talking about like, oh, I'm going to binge watch these shows. I feel like I'm like when, when you're sick, but you don't, you can't, you don't have the no. energy. I always think the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to like catch up on my reading or I'm going to catch up doing this or I'm going to catch up on that it's show. Like, no, it's ridiculous. Like, you're sick. You're sick. Like you're sick. You're sick. It's not. Yeah. I don't know why I think I have like these romantic notions of like when I'm sick, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take a bubble bath and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And it's like, oh my God, why do I think this way? Like what is wrong with me? I tried that. I, I took a shower and a bath like twice a day because yeah. I just didn't know my body hurt so bad. And I, I didn't like, know what to do I try myself. anything. I yeah. was like, I need an ice bath and a hot bath. And I was just getting stir crazy yeah. in the room. So I was just like, luckily the bathroom was like connected. And so I like took a bath. I I think I was in there for five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, like, no, like, okay, I'm, I'm done with I'm this. Too <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, okay, this sounded good in theory, but it no. did. No I thought games. maybe it would like get me to relax and maybe I'd get out and then be able to just fall asleep. Because it was in the evening the first time, and I had been sleeping all day, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of getting that second wind. Yeah. Um, that's oh, that second wind doesn't last long, no. but <laughs> enough to, like, keep you up till midnight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was the worst piece, too, is, like, I was just sleeping all the time. I was tell- I told Aaron that, like, my hack, which is maybe I'll take out of the episode so you all don't think yeah, I'm like a, I'm a drug addict but <laughs> I I partake in edibles I like edibles and I literally was taking edibles like every single night when I had COVID because NyQuil makes me feel super yeah. weird I don't like the side effects edibles it's like okay I can take like, like a small dose of it yeah. like two and a half milligrams and like I you know an hour later I'm like ready to fall asleep yeah. and then I, I wake up the next day and I feel like I got a good night's sleep and I have no drowsiness or anything it's healthier for you to be probably honest. Probably is honestly, and also maybe a little What's bit. Hu- Quill. Also made me a little bit hungry, and I had like zero appetite when I had COVID. So that's true. Because I couldn't taste anything, and like, and so it actually was good because I it like made me feel a little bit hungrier, and so I would eat. Um, so I usually like would eat something, and then I get kind of watch a movie, and then get a little tired, and then I just pass out enough to yeah yeah so oh, yeah. that was my that was my system for like seven I days in her borrow home. that system I, it's i highly recommend it i really it, it helped me a lot my um, brain is like why like i had some I'm really so trippy tired. weird thoughts though because i was like covid brain plus i feel like edible. i've had those this past week and i can't quite remember what they were no that's the thing i don't remember them either just remember them being I, I was like wow i was in like, a weird that? place it was like yeah it was some weird stuff I never remember my dreams, so when I do, I'm like, what was that? I actually, there was one time I was on the allergy medication, um, 
and I couldn't figure out what was happening, but I was having vivid, like vivid dreams, like mm -hmm. intense dreams. They were kind of like night terrors, borderline. <laughs> um, and I remember like at one point finally like reading the side effects and that was a side effect. Oh, of like it. vivid dreams? Weird. Yeah. Of like so an strange. allergy medicine. So then I like stopped it. I was like, I can't take this. I can't take <laughs> this. It's <laughs> too real. This is too real. I was I'm so curious what allergy medicine was. I don't think it was anything. I think it was like just the generic of some like, you know, oh, normal. Actually, one. though, I had a weird side effect to an allergy medication as well. I think I was taking like Zyrtec D mm -hmm. or something like in like a peak time of like allergy yeah. season. And. I've already talked about this on, on the podcast, but I take an antidepressant and I think it somehow interacted. Yeah. Like it's weird because I do take an allergy medication like every single day, like already because I just have like seasonal allergies. I take, it's like a little, you know, just like small, mm -hmm. but Zyrtec D is Wonder like. Wonder if it's the D. The I think it's the, part. the decongestant part. It made me so like angry. Oh, Like I was in like the weird, I'm not an angry person. I wonder if it was like an anxious. I think it was an anxiousness, but I was like angry like I could punch a wall kind of angry and I'm never that no. way it's like this most it was the <laughs> most bizarre thing I literally was just like revved up I was just like I could have like, like you could punched notice. a pillow like, yes and I was like what the hell and it was like yeah, days that's when you I know, was like when you I had tell. road rage like I was like it was out of control and I'm like what is going on and there was like nothing and finally I told my mom and she's like have you checked like where their side effects or interacts like with your antidepressant? I was like, no, I didn't. And then I guess it did just say like, like Carefully. moodiness or yeah. like, it can't, you know, whatever. And I was like, either way, I'm not like going to stop taking it yeah. and um, <laughs> not worth it. I do not need to be like some kind of like angry <laughs> person. <laughs> Bizarre. Angry during allergy season. Yeah. Right. I was so weird. Why I was truly really always so angry during April. <laughs> Like, so angry. I just remember there was this, like, one person, in spe like, specifically that I was, like, irrationally angry at. Like, they did nothing. And I was just, like, I'm so angry. Like, I throw paint at them. Um, I was, like, what the hell? But yeah, no, it's nuts. And that I'm so sensitive with medication. And I was trying. But I remember you telling me about how Kirk and you both had it, like, what two weeks before I got it? Yeah, and you were saying how you were really good about keeping up with like the pain guilt, like pain yeah, anti-inflammatory aspirin. Yeah. Um, and so I really tried to like be good about that because I was like, my body hurt so bad. I was like, I have to, you know, I'm so bad at like waiting until I should have taken it three hours ago, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I was very good about that, but I was taking like sinus, flu, and cold, whatever. Because I think I have a sinus infection. It was a mess. It was just a hot mess. Um. I also had so many doctor's appointments I was supposed to go to um, that I was, like, calling. I'm like, I have COVID. <laughs> they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, well, should we reschedule? I'm like, I'll call you later. I like, just can't even look at a calendar right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't even know what day it is. But, no, but we wanted to kind of, like, now that you guys know, like, Julie and I basically have had the same experience. It's quite chirpy. Mm -hmm. Um but I wanted to talk about a little bit how, you know, Julie and I both are in like creative spaces and, but I'm not my own boss mm -hmm. and I'm not my own employer. So I was fortunate enough to, you know, still get paid while working, while not working um, when I took a sick day. However, I can say a few things I did learn was I should have taken the day off earlier and not waited till the end of the week. I was 
trying to like work through it yeah i had guilt of like because yeah. i am leaving transitioning to a new job in a, a week two weeks or so so i like felt like i couldn't take that off which is totally not right mm-hmm. um and i had to interview someone via zoom for a role at the current company i'm at and i was like i'm not gonna go on camera um and i also didn't mention any like i didn't want anyone to know that i was sick because i didn't want to set that precedence like hey come work here i have covid and i'm still working right Um, and even if you like you have mild anything mild even if you have any mild illness your body needs a rest yeah and I am so guilty of not doing that. I'm always like, oh, I'll be fine. But then it drags it out so much longer. So I did take off Friday, and it was the best thing I ever did. I was like, geez, I should have done this earlier. I would have felt so much better probably I can't believe you waited today. that long to, to take a day off, I feel like. Because you, you got sick Tuesday, right? You Tuesday. Like, I mean, I wait. definitely fell asleep Jeez. two hours at a time Jeez. every day. Like, I'd be, like, working. I'd have, like, a meeting. I'd, like, a presentation. <laughs> and then I would, like lay down on the ground and put my computer like her did the same thing as you and i got really mad at him actually because i was like just stop it like just he's like i can't sleep he he that that was me he couldn't sleep or get comfortable versus like me i i could sleep like i would just do like a mindfulness meditation on peloton app but i'd pass out for five hours and wake up again and so i was just so uncomfortable and so i was like i might as well work but I also didn't feel well enough to work. It was like this, you know, right. push and pull kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I guess it was like for me, like Julia, like how are you? And we were even talking about like, oh, maybe I prepped, you know, prep some canvases. But how did you feel like not only that week, but also after? Like, did you feel you were playing catch up? Did you oh, feel yeah. like you oh, had yeah. to like... I had several projects that I like, I definitely had a lot of anxiety at the time yeah. um, about... Um, I had a lot of anxiety at the time about how behind I was getting. Um, And uh, I still feel like there's probably ramifications happening currently from me taking like a week and a half off. Basically ended up being like two weeks because I just was not that productive the second week still. I was just still like... Because painting is also a very physical thing. Like it's standing and there's like a lot of like... I don't know. It's just... It's it's not like a chill like desk job. So like it just requires a lot more of like energy and stamina and I just didn't have it so I was like and I also know I've gotten to a place where like I know if I'm not feeling it and I'm feeling tired or lazy I start cutting corners and paintings and then I'm mm-hmm. having to do more work to like Later undo on. the work that I did poorly and lazily and so I I definitely took that like knowledge of like I know that if I push myself to do this I'm not going to be as happy with it and it's going to be work I'm going to have to then be making work for myself essentially oh yeah Yeah. well and not only then but it's like is your two weeks going to turn into like two and a half weeks of not being fully productive exactly you know running like burning the candle at each end right um and I think that's it's tough I mean it's a tough thing to like think about and like you don't really I mean I don't think I would have ever I never had a plan of like, oh, Aaron, if you get COVID, oh, yeah. what are you going to do? Like, did you even think of... So it? I didn't like have a plan exactly, but I definitely was like, okay, like, yeah, I did. I definitely obviously occurred to me at the time and I'm like, uh, this sucks. Like, basically I'm like losing money right now. The one thing I had is like kind yeah. of a saving grace for me was like, I had these couple commissions I like knew were lined up that mm-hmm. like I had coming up and I knew, I just sort of, and I also just 
pushed my schedule a little bit and I made some sales recently that like cushioned me. I just really tried to like comfort myself with like, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. don't have PTO, but like I was still posting on Instagram and currently Mm -hmm. I'm making money off of reels. So I was like, okay, I should be, I could make some reels or I'll put some makeup on and and try to look presentable so I can film something. Just like me turning a painting around. Boy, that was that more of like week two? That was more like week two or like end, or end of week, of week one. one. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this could be monetized. You know, like I was trying to do the little things I could yeah. to like make some money while I was sick. But I wasn't putting so much pride. It was like, okay, I could promote prints, you know. Yeah. Um, and no, I think it's smart. Yeah. I think it's yeah. reminding yourself like the rea- reality. Mm-hmm. And like, are you going to make that? I, I, I think that's like we all chase the dollar mm-hmm. guilty as well myself like yeah. even though i'm salary i'm still you know mm-hmm. i associate still the work with the dollar like yeah. the harder i work the more i'll get um even though it's right. not quite literal but you know it yeah. pays off in certain areas in my career right um but reminding yourself it's not what it's all like and that's what's hard okay. though is that like, yeah it like for me it literally is the harder i work the more i make like literally and so that is a really tough paradigm to break out of for me is to not and so like i was really trying to not freak out but some things that i like put in perspective to my, for myself or like made me feel like i was a little more in control because that's yes. really what it is yeah. it's like i just yeah. it's a feeling of being out of control it's like oh, oh my god i don't have a safety net i don't have whatever a, I started to look at like, okay, well, what do I have available like mm-hmm. for sale, like currently sitting in my studio that I've just kind of forgotten to promote, you know, like, is there something that I could be promoting that I already, it's already done. I, I would just have to ship it, you know, there's whatever, like, what could I already be promoting that I have was like one big thing of like, okay, like quell that anxiety a little bit of like, yeah. I'm just going to. And sometimes I forget to promote things I've already done. And yeah. so sometimes like I... you have tools in your toolbox. It's right. just you have to be creative mm-hmm. and figure out what tools you should right. take out and it's or like a, brush like, off. It's a forced pause that, like, mm-hmm. I try to also use to just, like, think a little bit about my... The pace I was working at. It's like... I just gotta. I try to get a little more introspective during that time mm-hmm. about like my business, how I want to work, like thinking about like okay, in the future, like if I have to take time off or vacation or, or vacation, your wedding, how is how is this gonna work? Like, what can I do? So I tried to just like think through not not too much and not getting too ahead of myself, but what that could look like. I also um, this is gonna sound like the most adult thing ever. <laughs> um, so I I have a like financial like advisor person yeah. that I. And I have like life a life insurance policy, so um, yeah, you know, Kirk could kill me and he makes some money now. But um, <laughs> sorry, not yet, not yet. Well, actually, yeah. So he's on my policy now. So oh, just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, he officially like as of like this past week. Yeah, everything goes to my dad. And my dad's like, "You sure you want to put?" I'm like, "You'll figure out who to give it to." <laughs> right, like, right, just, yeah. Like if you want to give it to my siblings, fine. But fine. for now, it's just going to going you. to you. Yeah, and I had that too. But then I was like, okay, Kirk, actually, like we just signed like for this lease like for another 20 months so I was like yeah, he okay. actually would have like be stuck with shit you know so anyway this is such a morbid topic jeez but anyway I so I was already like re like just meeting with about my my uh, life insurance policy and then he was like oh do you need like disability insurance and I'm like actually yes <laughs> so like I bought disability insurance yeah. because like 
I, I mean, I can tell you firsthand. Yeah. Like, I had to have it. Yeah. I had to go on short-term disability. And especially if you're self-employed, like, when you need the money the most is when you don't have it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, not to scare anyone, but, like, if I had a short-term disability, I mean, I wouldn't, I would be in serious debt for my health. Yeah. Um, surgeries and stuff if I didn't have... Um, life and health insurance or what is it called disability Disability insurance insurance. and um what else well i was also had health insurance but honestly that the biggest at the time my health insurance was garbage because i didn't i was a healthy person so i didn't think anything of it i was like oh Oh, yeah once a year whatever so so that like getting covid was like it reminded me plus i I had an annual meeting with him anyway and Mm -hmm. i was like you know what yeah let's just do that and then i also was like i opened up like a roth ira to like start saving money to like in a you know because i don't have those sorts of benefits like i don't have it you do it yourself i have to do it myself so it was like okay like let's make some big girl decisions and start like putting aside benefits for myself that like other people just have access to at their, through their employers that they don't even think about. They're just like, check, check. Versus like, I have to actually go out of my way and make those mm-hmm. conscious decisions to get those benefits for myself. And it's not a sexy thing to spend money on, but... No, but it's... it's from, it Yeah. It's you... And it, that's the thing is all these things, like you don't really think about it until you have to. Oh, yeah. You know, like until you need the, the disability Absolutely. Uh, paycheck or something. And currently, like that. my disability insurance is kind of meager, honestly, if I were, but I'm gonna like, but re- still. I'll re up it, like, based on my sa- It's based on like how much you currently make, which in the past two years, it doesn't look like I made all that much because <laughs> of like just, you know, I mean, my this year will be better, but so like, I'll just have to reassess and like re up it in like next year or the next two years based on oh, that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's not for something. Everyone, but it's yeah. something, and I think that that's that's just it's like peace of mind and like oh wow okay if all shit hit the fan. <laughs> but even like just having something. like not just that but like IRA like built putting like a four hundred one k together for yourself like yeah. that's stuff that you put you can't touch it like, exactly yeah I mean that's why I kind of love it is because like I put it aside and then it's like yes you have that money but you can't you can't access it it's kind of just like a, it. it's like a forced you know it's a forced savings plan it is yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I just got a little introspective about that. And I was like, yeah, those are some things I need to do. I'll make this. I actually just today was, like, signing all these, like, documents and stuff about it. It's been a very adult day. <laughs> um, but I... Because for know. health insurance, yeah. you're capable, you're able to be off on... I'm on Kirk's plan Kirk's, for health okay. insurance, which is great. But I don't have dental insurance, so I had to, like... Okay, I need to go see. So I've been like dragging my feet and going to see my dentist. Like, there's some good independent dental. I have to say that's probably the best mm-hmm. independent plans that are out there. Why? Oh, I'm like, why do I know this stuff? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, when I was doing freelance full time, oh okay, um, I got all of my own benefits. Got it. Um, okay. For health, because that to me that is worth. Because I yeah. I knew I was gonna have the expenses because I knew right. I had an MRI and stuff. So like. It was going to cost me way more out of pocket right. than paying a little extra for good health insurance. Um, it has some limitations for sure because independent is not considered like a group policy, which doctor which doctors did don't not, love it. Yeah. Did not know that until I'm like, well, you take mm-hmm. this insurance. They're like, we do, but this is like the independent version. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> right, right. It sucks. It's I was like, really I pay more. Money. No. Yeah, right. It's like doesn't make any. And our health insurance is so. Oh, yeah, these are all such an adulting... Very adult conversation, but, like, (laughs) this is all shit that, like, People don't talk about, People don't talk about, and, like, obviously, just to be very clear, we are not 
professionals in any way, shape, or form in terms of this regard. Just personal experience. I think everyone is aware of that. But We're just bringing the conversation to the surface. Right. To people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think, like, maybe a little bit more of, like, an art-related takeaway is just that um, you want to be doing this, like, I want to be able to paint for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to be... Um, actually, sorry, I'm going to take to a very sad place right now, but a really good friend of mine, uh, Lucy Phillips, she actually, actually was one of my first, um, art teachers. She was, uh, my parents' friend and she was a painter, like full-time painter. Mm -hmm. And she would come to our house when I was like younger and she would, was the first person to actually like, not just be like, here's a coloring, you know, like treating me, took it seriously. He was like, here's color, here's how you create a shadow. You know, it wasn't just like, yeah, it was like, took me seriously. And it was like so refreshing and like wonderful. And she, I didn't know any, any living artist, you know, you hear about artists that are like dead. And so it was like, she was a huge inspiration for me. I'm like, oh my God, it's possible to be a Mm full-time artist when I grow up, like Lucy. And uh, she's always been like, just really, really supportive of my art and everything. Um, And she actually gave me her tent when I graduated college to start doing art festivals. She said, pay me back at the end of the summer, like for it. And she gave me like a super discounted thing rate for it because, well, she uh, had cancer and she could no longer do it. And it was too, and it was terminal cancer. It was, it was, it was like, it was, she was just staying alive, like um, with, and like, like you said, art, creating care. art, yeah, and like art, like is beautiful as it is for your soul. It is taxing on your body. Yeah, like, and it, 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 I can understand why she couldn't continue doing it. Like, no, those those festivals are like work. so exhausting, and it's crazy though. These these drugs, you know, they they have these experimental drugs now that like kind mm-hmm. of are, you know, per palliative care, like keeping the tumors small, like kept her alive for another like I think five years. Oh, and wow. Um, yeah, like, no, it's, it's incredible. And she, like, maybe five, six years, I'm not even totally sure, but she absolutely, um, she was painting up until the end, but, you know, she, she passed away last week and... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was very sad. She's, was, and I, I'm really glad because I got to write her a letter before she passed to have, um, her husband read to her just about how important she was to me as, like, an artist and... It's really wild. I maybe I'll share this on as our post this week. But she painted her last painting, and it's really it's really cool. It doesn't look like anything of her other paintings because yeah. she she'd have a lot of energy for it. But like, um, it it was like she had this really vivid dream of like kind of like walking towards a light type, yeah. type thing. I think she was still kind of like in and out and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, is it lucid? Is that what they call? Yeah, it? like lucid dream and stuff and. She paints really beautiful painting that was kind of like her about her dream and you know I don't know I if you believe in an afterlife or not like I think it's still cool and you know it's something that I and they had it displayed at her wake which we I went to on Monday and it was like I definitely was crying <laughs> I was like oh my oh, god that's her sure. last painting and she gave me her art supplies she left them for me oh, really? which is like yeah I know it was really sad they like cleaned out her studio and it was like, oh wow that was. Quick. Well, she's been dying for a long time. Okay, so it's not. So like her husband was just like, I need. With- I, he's like, after she's passed, yeah. I can't do this. So she was still alive when they cleaned out her studio. Yeah, she stopped. Sense. She stopped painting like I don't know, like like a month ago. Oh, okay. Officially, and then he was like, so she at least was able to like know and see that you received it. You know, right? Yeah. 
So anyway, it was the point being is like she was able to paint up until the end, but she had to know her limits. Like she mm-hmm. knew that she couldn't like keep doing art festivals and she had to work within her means and like still like while sick for five years. Like she was she was sick. I mean, she was definitely Oh yeah, I mean, unwell. If you're in palliative care. It's I mean, you can put on a face, you can oh, put on she a brave was face. Tough as yes. hell. Like yeah. she was a tough cookie and you know, you would really wouldn't know looking at her, but you know, like she was yeah. struggling for years and um, still was painting. And uh, but she she knew her limits, and she had to work with what she could do. And her style kind of changed based on that a bit. Like she became a bit more abstract. Yeah, um, I I think actually like that. I don't know if it's like beautiful, but like I feel like that's just like gold, like know your limits and I think we all struggle to know our limits um, sometimes Um, and I can even relate to how she's changed their art something that I've been still struggling with is I have a tremor in my hand now from Mm. uh, surgery so I I can't can't do the detail that I used to do or the fine like I just can't embrace it and maybe I can but (laughs) but I think it's trying to figure out like what is that new norm that new aesthetic that I'm like because I used to have a very you know specific and then it's like how do I do how do I move into different spots using tape I've you know utilizing tools to help me create those straight lines but sometimes I'm like I don't want to just keep taping all my paintings right um but no I think it's definitely like something know your limits and embrace your limits yeah so there's this artist I can't remember his name I'll 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 look him up and see if I could then you know put him in the show notes but there's this artist who um his big thing was called embrace the shake so he had a he had a similar thing he was a super hyper realistic painter and I think like years and years of doing that I don't know if he developed like carpal tunnel or he developed like some a tremor he developed the tremor in his hand and I think his name is Phil Hansen okay yeah and so then he just really embraced it was doing like really shaky paintings and it's very um it was it was just like his so whole you do thing. like the like doodling or like the like um i don't want to say scribbling but like you make art and shade through like you know how kind you of, can yeah, see people so. like write words yeah. over and over again and you the tighter the words create the shadow and right i think so i, I have to look i haven't looked at his work in years i just remember the like embrace the shake thing i, I think i watched a ted talk or something i think him. i did too i think because it sounds familiar it. yeah and so yeah it absolutely is it, is familiar to me and I feel like Lucy did that like in her last years you know like she embraced her limitations and I actually think some of her most beautiful work came out of that like she like I said I think uh became a little more abstract a little looser she didn't you know she knew her like not to be morbid but I mean actually yes be morbid like she her time was limited she she knew that like she'd rather paint more and make more quantity that and like like that's how she wanted to spend her time rather than like on one like she wanted to get more focused. art out yeah, there in like the world. She, she, she wants to share her gift with others more yeah, than... And, I mean, maybe that's not her sole reason, but... Right, no, I think she just was, like, you know, time was fleeting, and she just really... It just was... It just influenced her work, and I think that's kind of beautiful, like, knowing that, like, how it, like how her life, like, influenced her style and the work mm-hmm. she was creating, and I, I, I'm really... I, I think that's my new perspective, is, like, why... Like, Frida Kahlo, I mean, she was bedridden, and then she was, like, she would paint in bed. It was part of her story. It was part of, part of her life. I think, which like... Which sure changed the look which in general, absolutely too. absolutely changed the look and oh, the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she had all sorts of crazy ways of doing it while she was laying there. and But she was super detailed, and I think it's because she would just sit there for hours, and she could be really yeah. close to the painting, because it was right up by her face. 
So she would get really into the details. And I, you know, I just think that your limitations, your, whether you're sick or you're have some sort of um, disability in any way, like, I don't think it, it should always be considered a, a bad thing. I mean, obviously it's, it's horrible yeah. that Lucy passed and it's horrible that she had cancer, but she made something beautiful out of it, you know? And I think yeah. that's something that's really it's admirable. It's like, don't let the limitations hold you back. Yeah. It's just, you have to adapt with them. You have or to like change, how yeah. you, I mean, your I mean, I think it goes both ways. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like, know your limitations, but don't let them... Well, none know. of us are making it out of here alive. So at some point or another, like I will have a, reach a place where I can't paint the way I used to be able to paint. And I'd love to think that at, when that time comes that I could do it gracefully and I can find a way to still keep doing what I love. But oh, if you yeah. hold so tightly, if you hold so tightly to like the way you currently do things, mm-hmm. you're always going to be unhappy and you're going to be living in the past. I mean, that's just, like, life, too. It's, like, I mean, like, last year, my art was completely different than it was this year. And that's, that's good. That's a good thing. I was thinking about that. I feel like art is something very much, I mean, look at, like, Picasso and, like, all the greatest, great artists, like, you know, the history. Looking at the different periods of their life, their art is so different. Yeah. There's no artist that you can look at, and it's the exact same thing from day one to the last day. we have this really unrealistic expectation now with, like, Instagram and stuff that, like, you're supposed to be this consistent aesthetic. And I, and I have to say, like, I am a graphic designer, but I do think there's a... With the graphic design and um, computers, mm-hmm. it makes it easier... To for that. that to do that and I think yeah. that's where people think and that it's the same thing when it comes to photography and painting when people are like well it's not like perfect picture I'm like well it's not a photo yeah it's not supposed to be like you have camera for that yeah like but that's the same thing like you have graphic design if you want topography to look absolutely per- like yeah. super clean line go on the computer and buy a print yeah but if you want something that you know you could tell is hand done and handmade and I think I even actually got in my head the other day about some, like, um, I'm making clothing, and I was doing, like, a handmade, made-to-order piece, and I was like, I don't want to look handmade. Mm-hmm. But that's the reality. Like, it yeah. is handmade. Yeah. Like, if you want something that is mass-produced or something that doesn't mean... Handmade doesn't mean you're sacrificing quality. No. It still is great fabric. It's still great stitching. But, you know, there are going to be minor imperfections. And I think that's something that people need to... I was getting nervous. Like, if someone would be like, oh, well, this stitch is slightly not straight or something right. like that. And I was just kind of like, no. No. I'm like, that's th- that's what makes this one of a kind. You can't get this anywhere else because it's not a copy and paste. And yeah. that's with fine art. It's yeah. the same thing. Like, it's not a copy and paste. And I shouldn't say just fine art because digital design is... I think considered fine art in a weird way as well. Oh, yeah. Um, It's just done on a computer. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's just allowing yourself to embrace that. Yeah. I think it's like there's this idea of... um... Like it's I can maybe want to say wrong. It's like it's called wabi sabi or whatever I think it's called. Or it's like when things are broken and then you piece them back together with like gold or something. It's like the beauty and the imperfection. It's like I think mm-hmm. it's a Japanese thing. I could be totally messing this up right now. But it's like the idea of when you have thank you, Aaron's fact checking. Um, when you have like you put when like a pot breaks instead of looking at it and being like oh my god, 
it's destroyed you can sometimes they actually look at it and be like wow the cracks are actually like what make it beautiful and they put it together with they use gold like to actually piece it back together i don't know i think that there's like i would hope that um i also recently Erin, i actually don't know if i told you this or maybe i don't know if you looked oh, at wait, Instagram. also i couldn't figure out what that wabi-sabi yeah i don't know I, how you I, say I, it i could be talking yeah. about like some kind of like food it, like sounds like wasabi. julia made it up but i wabi-sabi. like it <laughs> i no. if anything uh, went on instagram i'm maybe. i need everyone out there to help okay it's like it's like me. a traditional japanese aesthetic centered in acceptance how do you spell it okay it's called wabi a, a wabi yeah, W-A-B-I-S-A-B-I, and it's a traditional Japanese aesthetic uh, and is a worldview centered on the acceptance of oh. trans uh, transience and imperfection. Um, so, yeah, um, I was going to also say, so I've, I just got, Erin, uh, I got to 100,000 followers. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to 100, I'm in the 100K club. That's awesome. I know. That's awesome. I Whoa, know. it's crazy how it like... And I think Jennifer actually talked to us once about, like, with her TikTok. It was, like, you jump from, like, something to something and then something to something. It's like, crazy. Like, that. And then there's, like, this, to like, get to a million down. is, like, where... Yeah, it gets crazy. Crazy. That's awesome. That's crazy. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, absolutely wild. No, I have so. not been on social media. That's okay. I didn't want to just, like, I, I kind of... I, that's good. I just don't. But I... I, I need to, though. I need everyone... I need the world to push me to start creating content. I don't need worry. to. <laughs> it's waiting there for you whenever but it's not going anywhere um but i i was gonna say though is that i started to get like a, i actually had like a little bit of a panic attack yesterday when i hit 100,000 followers because i was like holy shit like i think of people who have 100,000 followers as having it like all put together they're super like they're on it and i am like so not like it's a goddamn <laughs> mess in this studio right now like it is so like but maybe that's why you have a hundred thousand maybe it is like it's like people like not that they don't think that you have it together but it's real you're relatable <laughs> you're relatable. you know you're yeah. you know people feel as if they can i don't know if rate relatable is the right word but like approachable you know they know me feel like they yeah. can like they can shoot you a DM and not right. Although I my DMs are insane and I'm really I know, sorry I was, if I haven't I was responded to your say, DM. I'm probably wish... not going to because it just you know health and wellness. I don't have the energy. I'm sorry. Um, I'm uh, D- so if you sorry. really want to reach us or reach Julia, DM Jesso Girls. Although I got kicked out of this. Although Instagram, I'm starting so... to get those and we are start. You like it, Jesso Girls? I the it like not i don't know i i like got signed out and i need to sign back in oh okay i don't think it's like, i am I sorry I was like we have started to get a little bit of a, a bleed into that so i apologize oh. it's okay people <laughs> um so anyway i was gonna say though that i started to panic because i was like what if like i i changed my aesthetic and like everyone who came here for this particular aesthetic in a year are gonna all leave and i was like no there's no way i would change my aesthetic to something that's like worse than what it is now like it would no. it would be just different you know it would just change and i and if they did leave new people would come you know and I, that's what i had to remind myself of that it's like but just, also like a hundred thousand people aren't all of a sudden you'd be like oh she's now painting bridges yeah. peace out like peace no, no. <laughs> like, like i think people I think, like to see the progression like well and i think that's something like social media and especially like i think and like people really enjoy i don't want to say it's like well yeah no it's satisfying to watch like the process to finish just because it doesn't mean that they're you know actively looking to buy i think it's something it's like these people are following because they enjoy they find it satisfying to see or they like the look i think there's 
I don't think you're going to lose anyone if you decide to change your direction. Right. I think there's more to it than just And it wouldn't happen overnight, obviously. No, but it would probably it'd be like a slow, just like what currently I is mean, happening. I mean, I lost a thousand over a year. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I mean, stopped posting. I've lost. I, I, I mean, I probably been, would have done the same. If, if you look at, like, you can't even, you just can't even, like, look. If you look at, like, um, the my graph, like, I could be like, wow, I got like 40K new followers, but then I could also look and be like, wow, I lost 5,000. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I could focus on the fact that 5,000 yeah, people decided so to not follow me, or I could look at the fact that 40,000 new people are here. So it's Although, like, what are you going to pay attention to? little insight, though, for people, because I used to get caught up in that when I was like, oh my gosh, Usually I lost bots. 100 followers. Yes. Bots. So Instagram will go through and like wipe out any bots that it might have followed you. And just because you have bots, that's also something someone was like, oh, you paid for your following. I was like, oh my God. no. Just yeah. because you have bots does not mean you pay for Do you know how many bots I get messages from a day? You would not believe how many people are asking me like what did you do how did this happen and i was like i swear to fucking reels. god i honestly think it's, it's reels. literally reels i mean my two of my reels are like no three of my reels are like close a to million. 10 million views yeah it's 100 percent. you have a reach and that's what people need to remember like i mean it's a blessing i mean it's a phenomenal thing but like reels are allowing people to reach more people whereas before it was the hashtag but no one really follows i mean maybe people do no one that no one was dead like i never i didn't follow but hashtags even now i don't think do anything anymore no um i mean they do a little bit like i can say like for someone like me i do follow like specific hashtags like i do i I follow like chicago artists yeah there are certain ones but for the most part people aren't you know it's a good tracking mechanism for a brand so like if i want to be able to know where all of my hashtag erin art is mm-hmm. i can see it you know right. um right. so that's really why people do it. it's like to join the conversation it's also nice to like be for people sometimes i go on instagram when i'm looking for certain things like products mm-hmm. like wedding yes. dresses like that's a big oh. thing for me lately it's like i'll go on instagram and just like search I'm wedding dresses about that actually yeah i'm actually going my first wedding dress uh fit uh not, like a uh boutique Sh- on friday in chicago in chicago that's exciting yeah i was actually thinking about the other day i was like i was like has julia picked a dress out yet oh no i, I also don't not. know how it goes like is it like uh do you no. go to like 600 different stores or i don't do you, know like, i'm just starting at this one, one. i just don't even know what i want so i'm just gonna go to this boutique that like just kind of feels like the full experience with my mom and That's just like idea. just trying a bunch of stuff and see what i like and then i have another appointment with a different like more specifically like one designer like the the neck like in two weeks from then and then i'm probably gonna figure out because i know there are like trunk shows and things you can get like deals on stuff anyway so like i i gotta figure it out but that's because you know other... at all what you want i just know i want no. something that's kind of like or I that's to, not I, too simple i was gonna say did you know was that with a ring too like did you know exactly what you wanted or i had to go look did you at just it. go try stuff i had to go try stuff on yeah. that's why i've heard a lot of people a lot of people were like i thought i knew what i wanted until i like put it on my hands and i was like it wasn't no. like they were given it. It wasn't like they were like, oh, yes. And then we're like, put it on there. I was no, like, oh, no. I had to go. It was like when they were like shopping. Shopping. Yeah, yeah. I have to go shopping. I'm that person. And I've heard that with dresses too. People be like, Absolutely. oh, in my mind, I think it needs to be XYZ or this type of cut. And then yeah, I end up not even doing that or something. I just know I don't want something that's like super duper traditional or like super duper like plain. I've already started looking for a bridesmaid's dress. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, this is a time to, like, keep an eye out for, like, anything that, like, right. piques interest. I was right. like, I'm cool getting it 
a year in advance. <laughs> I got my bridesmaids dressed for this past wedding three years in advance. Oh, really? Of COVID. Yeah, this, I oh, had to get it altered because yeah, yeah. I lost a little weight, but it was, it's still, you know, it fit, but. That's awesome. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Because I was like, huh. And I also, like, asked my sister, I was like, before I start, like, diving in, I was like, do you have any dresses that are this color? And yeah, honestly, the more you can ask, like, that, She was like, no. But, I, but Julia's being very kind about her bridesmaids' dresses, and we get to pick our own within a certain color palette, which yeah. I was even like, oh, if I bought this one, I was like, I have a wedding this year. I was like, maybe I can just what wear I it want. in August. I, that's what I want. I genuinely want people to buy dresses that they would wear again. Like, I would... Yeah, like I, a black tie. Um. So, yeah, I... Um, where was well, I going this episode's with? gone everywhere. Yeah, we've gone <laughs> off the rails, people. But it's okay. Like we it. have like COVID brain, and <laughs> we do have COVID. And I am just, you know, I don't know. I'm all over the place. But point being is that I literally don't remember how we got to weddings. I literally do not know how we got here. How did we get I don't here? Either. How did we get here? I was like trying to circle it back, and I was like, I don't even know. How did we get here? You're going wedding dress shopping this spring. Oh my god, someone's gonna be listening to this and like screaming at their phone. Like, if you were talking, you got here because you were talking about. Oh no, Freddie is like (laughs) chiming in. Someone's at our door. (laughs) I wonder who's knocking. Yeah, Freddie's like, I know. Oh, Oh, there she is. (laughs) There she is. There she is. All right, well, on that note. On that (laughs) note, guys, um, I hope this episode was remotely helpful in some way shape or form embrace your limitations embrace you know whatever this episode was <laughs> the adulting episode the adulting episode the off the rails adulting episode uh thank you guys it's so called much. covid brain covid brain yeah thank you guys so much for listening and stay tuned for another unhinged episode next week <laughs> bye